everyone. Welcome to the Gestational Diabetic. I am your host, Tracy Houston, and I am here to inform you and empower you so that you can be a confident member of your healthcare team. Quick medical disclaimer, none of the information in this podcast can be used to diagnose or treat any medical condition. If you have any concerns about your health, please discuss them with your healthcare team. And today we're talking to Leslie Flannery, also known as gestational.diabetes.nutrition on Instagram. So hi, Leslie, how are you doing today? Hi, good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So I asked Leslie to come on today because she seems to help a lot of moms with gestational diabetes that are also vegetarians. And so I wanted her to come on to kind of talk, talk about it because we know that the vegetarian diet with gestational diabetes can sometimes be challenging. So um, Leslie, can you start us off and tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in all of this? Yeah, so I actually have been a dietitian for seven years, and for six of those seven years, I've worked with pregnant women specifically. Mm. Um, and I just have to say, I love working with pregnant women because I feel like it's such a vulnerable like time in life. I yeah. have two young kids myself, so I totally get it. Um, I did not have gestational diabetes myself, but I just have such a passion for nutrition and pregnancy that I feel like this is such a great um, niche for me to be in. Yeah. So uh, about a year ago, I transitioned um, from my job into a high-risk prenatal office, doctor's okay. office, and where I, that's where I specifically see gestational diabetic patients every day, all day long. Um, yeah. I, I felt like there was a lack of um, follow-through, of follow-up, um, I felt like I was giving people diets and then never seeing them again. Oh. So I decided to take on my own private practice where I could help women the way that I wanted to help them. Mm -hmm. so that's where I started my Instagram and I'm seeing clients and I just absolutely love it. Awesome. So how long have you been uh, in your private practice? Yeah, actually I'm fairly new at doing it private practice. I okay. just started in June. Oh, nice. Yeah. So oh, I'm good. I'm really new at it, but it's taken off. There are a lot of women out there that want help. <laughs> yes, right. I mean, just it, and the reason being is that just like you said, like the follow up and all that stuff that doesn't really happen in the doctor's office, um, whether it be on the the medical staff side or either on the patient side, you know. But and I don't even if it is on the patient side, I don't really blame it. I guess because oftentimes we don't feel supported like yeah. we want to be. And that's why I love the wave of uh, dietitians and everyone that uh, even coaches that are coming out and, um, you know, wanting to help people because yes, it is more intimate care and it does offer the support that moms are looking for. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yay, so did, uh, how did it, how did it work out doing this in the pandemic since your, your private practice started? Yeah, honestly, I think I've gotten more traffic because of the pandemic because a lot of doctor's offices were doing virtual or I heard a lot of women say like they just didn't let me see a dietitian or that appointment got canceled because of COVID. Um, so I think I've been able to reach more people almost yeah. because of the pandemic. I know in my private or in my um, job that I work at the hospital, I, my hours were cut there because they were trying to keep people out of the hospital. So I right. feel like there's a gap in care sometimes with gestational diabetes. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I just, um, I was speaking to someone about that recently, um, especially when it comes up to the person gets diagnosed, they, they're tested and diagnosed, and then they have to get the referral to the dietitian and the endocrinologist. And sometimes, I mean, that could be two days. Sometimes it can be two weeks. Yep. And, you know, that's two weeks of unmanaged blood sugars. Yeah. And who knows the effect that that's having on the baby, you know, especially if the mom was already having high uh, blood sugar and didn't know it, you know, so that's awesome. And it's stressful. That's so stressful to think that you have to wait two weeks even just to get one answer. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then some kind of guidance. So yeah. yeah, that is great. So okay, talk to us about the vegetarian diet, because I know today, the modern day vegetarian diet isn't necessarily what it was like, say, two generations ago. You know, we've had a lot of uh, pre-made foods come about. So can you tell us a little bit about um, the difference in those, in the vegetarian diet back then and now, and kind of how um, they differ nutritionally? Yeah, honestly, um, I think that the, the creation of, of foods lately, here lately, I honestly, as a dietitian, think it's great as far as like we're using lentil pasta versus regular white pasta. Um, I don't 100% know (laughs) what happened 50 years ago, but I would assume that it was going to be a lot of like canned green beans, corn, and you just left your meat off. So there was probably a lot of lack of protein. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm sure people were missing out on B12 and iron and all kinds of good nutrients that now I see um, either fortified or we're just becoming so creative with how we're making food. Like nutritional yeast is such a great option for vegans. Um, Lentil pasta, we're being creative with how we make lentil burgers and black bean burgers. And so I, I think that vegetarians and vegans have such a variety of things to choose from today versus Mm -hmm. if they were going to try that 50 years ago. Um, As far as like processed meats, vegan meats, things like that, I think if that's your only source of protein and you do it, you know, infrequently, maybe once, twice, every so often, then I think that's fine. But I would... I would want my clients to go more towards whole foods. So like a lentil burger, a black bean burger versus like the, the, the higher process type meat, things like that. Yeah. I also noticed that sometimes a person will be scarfing down like a, well, not necessarily in gestational diabetes, but they'll scarf down a bag of chips and say, yeah, it's vegan, you know, or not vegan, but vegetarian, you know, it's all good. It's within the diet, you know? Yeah. So, um, okay. Exactly. So what are some challenges that a vegetarian faces with gestational diabetes? Yeah. So protein is the number one thing I think that's on people's minds when they're doing a vegetarian or a vegan diet and in pregnancy, in pregnancy, you need more protein in general. Um, and then a lot of the protein options that are plant-based or, um, you know, your vegan and vegetarian options tend to have carb in them as well. Mm -hmm. So like your beans, lentils, um, larger amounts of like cottage cheese, things like that. So I work with moms, how we can balance that out so that they're still 
following along with the way that they want to eat, but to make sure they are getting enough protein. Um, and we may have to just count that as carb and protein. So we go over all of their nutrients. Gotcha. Okay. So, I mean, have you, has a mom that you've worked with been successful in, or I don't know, maybe if this was her goal, I'm just going to assume in, um, staying diet controlled and also staying vegetarian? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've seen okay. that before. So I think just because you're vegan or vegetarian, don't let that scare you off and think that you're going to have to be on insulin or medication. Um, because honestly, I think a lot of those plant-based protein sources are great carbs to include. Like beans are like one of my favorite foods to recommend to people because they have such a great amount of fiber. They're counted as a carb, but they have protein too. So mm -hmm. that is a, a wonderful carb to include. Lentils, the same thing. Um, so yeah, I think it's just learning, you know, how to maybe think of your food a little differently than you were used to before. Yeah. And then, so have you, have you had a vegan client before? I have had vegan clients before and it just takes some extra work of planning. You know, I always ask people what they typically eat because mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to just give you a plan if you, you know, like if you don't like that certain type of food, then I'm not going to make you eat it. Right. Um, if I gave a vegan a, a plan with all kinds of meat in it, they're going to be like, no. Um, <laughs> so it just involves more um, planning, but I like to take the approach of like, we're a team. Let's figure this out together. Like, you know, you know you better than I do, but, I, and then I'll bring the nutrition component to it. So yeah, I think I have had vegan, a couple vegan clients that have been very successful with their blood oh, sugar. That's awesome. Yeah. So what about when it comes to um, nutrients? Because there are, correct me if I'm wrong, there are some nutrients that are specific to animal sources, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So what are some of those nutrients? Yeah, so B12 um, is going to be found in animal zinc. Um, is one that's also found in animal products. If you're vegan, then we also want to look at your protein, your iron, and your calcium. Okay. Because it becomes harder to get those things. And I'm not saying that you can't. I think you can totally have a healthy, well-balanced pregnancy, but it's just, we have to become more creative of how we're getting those food, those nutrients in. Gotcha. So, well, so B12 is strictly found in animal products. Yes. So you can get supplementation of B12. Okay. Gotcha. And um, if, do you use nutritional yeast? Are you familiar with that? I don't. I tried it once. I forget on what my mom had something because she's kind of doing, she's transitioning into vegan okay. and I didn't, I didn't like didn't it. care for it. No. It's one that I tend to recommend a lot because it's pretty, it's a nutrient powerhouse. I mean, it has protein, um, it has magnesium. I think it has some B vitamins. It's, it's an all around and no carb. So it's an all around good thing that like a vegan could add to their food to get extra nutrients. What, um, what different uses can you do uh, with nutritional yeast? Yeah. Like, is it like breadcrumbs or something? I don't know. It's got kind of a cheesy flavor. So I like it on um, like an Italian dish. I think with, you know, marinara sauce, I think it goes well with that. You can put it on salads. A lot of people love it on popcorn, actually. 
like just sprinkled oh, on top. So it's a fine powder? Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And it adds some, it does add some flavor. Yeah. Okay. So then when it comes to you working with your clients, do you have to see their blood work first in order to know where their levels are at? Or do you just go off of what they tell you that they're that they usually eat? Yeah. So once they've been diagnosed with gestational diabetes, that's when I come in. Um, so I don't necessarily, re I don't request their labs or need to see their numbers. It's interesting with gestational diabetes, um, different OBs and different doctors actually have different target numbers for their patients. It varies mm -hmm. a little bit. So some, some of my clients will be checking two hours after their meal, some are one hour, some have to hit 120, some is 140. It just varies with different doctors. So I don't change their goal numbers. I just help them achieve where their doctor wants them to be. So I don't necessarily look at lab values. Um, we just work on getting them to meet their goals for their blood sugar, whatever that may be. Gotcha. Okay. And yeah, so you mentioned protein. Um, we need more protein in pregnancy. Why is that? That is just because of the developing baby. Um, and, you know, also your blood volume will double in volume as you come to the end of pregnancy. And iron is really important. And uh, uh, iron comes from your protein sources. So if someone has low iron and then their blood volume is like getting much, much bigger, then chances are their iron's gonna stay low. So it's really important to bulk up on that protein. Um, it helps build muscle and tissue for baby too in utero. Gotcha. Okay. So then what are some great sources of protein when it comes to vegetarian sources? You mentioned beans. Yeah. So if we're talking vegetarian, it does um, open up a little bit because then you can have cheese, cottage cheese, eggs, um, the tofu, those would be like your non-carb sources of protein. Nuts is another good one. Um, but beans and lentils, quinoa, those things are going to count as carb, but they will also have a decent amount of protein in them as well. Okay. And what about, so I guess everything you just said minus the dairy products for vegan. Yeah, exactly. Have you heard of, uh, it's a, crazy amount of protein um geez i can't remember oh uh no it's not bulgur it's shoot it's close to that i'll have to ask you off you like a grain i think it might be a grain and yeah there was some processing to it so i think the protein was extracted from it but um it was kind of it was really versatile like tofu like people could use it and so many different ways. Okay. Uh, is it tempa? Yes, there you go. Okay. So that, I said yeah, w. I think that is also soy based, I want to say. Um, okay. Let me see, actually. I said it started with a W. <laughs> I think it, yeah, it's a soy product. Yeah, but you're right. It also has a lot of protein, and vegans can use that as well. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So when it comes to eating for pregnancy, how, what are some superfoods? 
I know that's like, you know, kind of a controversial term, but do you think there are any foods that are great for pregnancy? Yeah, I mean, I think beans, again, I can't say enough about beans and lentils. <laughs> I just think they're amazing because they have a lot to them. They're a very rich type of food. They have fiber, they have um, protein, and they have carbohydrates. So it's such like a great overall food as far as getting nutrients. Um, I also love berries. I think berries are wonderful. Antioxidants, fiber, vitamins, minerals. Um, I like sweet potatoes for veggies. Um, this might sound funny, but I absolutely love to recommend popcorn for my gestational diabetic moms. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not sweet. And a lot of times people have trouble with those fasting numbers. So I mm -hmm. love to recommend it at bedtime because it's got a lot of fiber content in it actually. Um, okay. So yeah, I don't, I, I tend to believe in like balance across the board, but there are definitely carbs and foods that have more nutrition than others for sure. Yeah. Okay. So you just mentioned fasting. Have you noticed there to be um, perhaps any, uh, do, have you noticed that vegetarians have bigger issues with controlling their fasting numbers or anything like that? You know, that's a good question. I ha personally have not noticed a difference. Um, okay. Those fasting numbers are such a struggle because that's pregnancy hormones that cause kind of this issue. They're really mm -hmm. high in the morning. So then that means that when you wake up in the morning, your numbers are a little higher because insulin's not working so great. Um, so that's kind of true for everyone as far as I've noticed. Gotcha. And then, so have any moms, any vegetarian moms, have they felt as though they were restricted in their diet, trying to be only diet controlled? Did they feel like they had to change a lot about their diet in order to stay diet controlled? You know, the, the vegetarian and vegan moms that I've worked with, um, have had a pretty good control on it because they have been doing it for quite some time that they, they knew had a good handle on nutrition. We'll say that. Um, so I, I don't think they necessarily felt restricted, but they, um, maybe didn't realize that like some of their carb choices, beans, lentils, quinoa, that they had carb in them. They were using them more as like protein. So they would, they then had to learn that they have to count that is a carb as well. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of forget that. Well, I don't know. I've been, I've never really cared about carbs until gestational diabetes, but I did always kind of look at nutrition labels um, just out of curiosity. And plus I like to know, cause you know, they list the ingredients in the order of the amount. Yeah. And so I always wanted to know when something was like majority of sugar or something like that. Yeah. And so I've been doing that for years. So I, I tend to forget that, you know, not everyone looks at a, at a <laughs> label, you know, and yeah. you don't count carbs regularly. So yeah. okay, that makes total sense. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I think it's great that when people aren't super hyper aware of carbs, I think that's awesome because just right now in the world, carbs get a really bad rap. Everyone's 
tending to jump on the keto bandwagon right now. It's, it's trendy. Um, so, you know, if you look at my Instagram, I'm trying to dispel a lot of those rumors. Like your body does need energy and it does need carb and you are growing a human. So don't totally deprive yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's your Instagram account and a few others. I love when they dispel things and I, I don't, um, I try to remain unbiased because everybody has their own, you know, views or whatever, but I do tend to share a lot of the things that go against the grain of what we've always heard. And I mean, pretty much it's because, just because we've known that to be true for so long, doesn't mean that it is factually true. Right. And it also doesn't mean that, you know, we know everything about it. You know, right. we're still learning a lot and things change when yeah. we learn new pieces of information that does change things that, you know, we were told before. So yeah, yeah I love you. And um, every, every post that you put out there, dispelling <laughs> things. That's awesome. Yeah. And you know, that, that is true to what you're saying. Like every, person is going to react differently to food. Like everyone digests food at a different rate. Hormones are different. So something that might spike your blood sugar might not spike mine, vice versa. So I really like my overall goal for people if we're to look at a bigger picture is I want women to feel like they can trust themselves and their body and know what's right for them. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I guide people and I give them kind of like, I give them the nutrition information and I tell them, well, this might not work at bedtime. Um, and then I'll have some say, I did that for bedtime and it was fine. And I'm like, that's great because you're yeah. learning what works for you. And I'd yeah. much rather have you do that. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Bedtime snacks. There seems to be like a trend. Um, well, you just mentioned popcorn, popcorn working really well, but at one time, maybe like a year, a year and a half ago, there was this Snickers bar ice cream that one person, <laughs> yeah, one person was like, I ate this at a bedtime, as a bed, bedtime snack. And ever since I've done that, my fasting has been great. And so other moms started trying it and it was like this, you know, short little trend or whatever of really? people were eating it and yeah, it worked beautifully. And I don't know, I never went to go buy it. And I, I didn't have GD at the time. So I didn't have any kind of motivation to do it or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it worked for people, you know, so it was it was just funny to see that. But then That's again, funny. for some, yeah, and for a couple of people, it didn't work. And it was just this whole thread on Facebook, you know, they were they were talking <laughs> about other things. That's so, funny. Yeah, um, you know, actually, I think I think I asked everything I wanted to ask. Do you have anything that you wanted to tell our moms? You know, I just think that um, my my one thing I want to say is in general, I think right now, um, sometimes there's can be a lot of noise with diet culture and food rules and things like that. And I just want moms to know, um, again, how food's affecting you, listen to yourself and your body. And, you know, you might need more or less carb than the mom next to you. Um, yeah. But you don't have to do any like crazy elimination diets. You don't have to um, follow something you saw on the internet if it doesn't feel right to you. Yeah, great. And just out of curiosity, since keto is pretty much low carb to no carb, how yeah. do you, um, how do you feel about uh, GD moms using keto diet or just at least following like maybe majority keto recipes to control their 
their sugars? Yeah, to be honest, I don't love it. Um, I wouldn't recommend it in pregnancy actually for anyone just because the amount of carb that is sometimes eliminated um, can have actually negative impacts on the baby, even if you don't have gestational diabetes because you, your brain needs a certain amount of carbohydrate to run. Um, that's your energy source. And so if you start to deplete protein, you're also kind of messing with the growth of the baby. So I'm personally not a fan of keto, but in pregnancy, I would not do it. I would add some carb back into your diet, whether it's like fruit or some crackers. It doesn't have to be all the carb, but I would have right. some carb in your diet. Yeah. And it just seems um, kind of unnatural to eliminate fruits and vegetables or, you know, just fruits, let's just say fruits because they have the simple sugars or whatever. And, um, I mean, that's a nature made food, you know, like yeah. that was here with us in the very beginning. That's what we had exactly. to eat. So yeah, it just seems kind of unnatural. Yeah, exactly. And, and also carbs also provide us with, um, fiber and a lot of other nutrients that, if you take them away, you're lacking those nutrients as well, you know? So I yeah. think it would be dangerous in pregnancy. Gotcha. I remember seeing like a recipe for zero carb bread. And in my head, I'm like, how is that even possible? I didn't bother to look at the ingredients or whatever, because I just felt like it would be a waste of time for me. But how is, how? Zero carb bread? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, you know, I don't know what they're using. If they're using like almond flour, maybe? That still has carbs, I think. So, a little, yeah, it would have a little bit. You're right. Artificial sweeteners, or, probably. You know what? It was probably um, zero net carbs. Yeah. Instead of total carbs, now that I think about it. Yeah. But yeah, still. Yeah. That's okay. I'll just take a regular slice of bread. Because right? I, I also think food is enjoyment. Yes. So it's right? like, I don't want someone to completely suffer over here eating air and cheese for their whole pregnancy. Like they should be able to enjoy a piece of bread and I will teach you how you can do that and still control your blood sugar. Right. Awesome. Yeah. So what snacks are you enjoying right now? Snacks? I, ooh, have you heard of these hippies? I think it's a hippies snack. They're a, um, I think they're made of lentils. They're, they look like a little cheese curl, but I believe they actually are vegan too. And they have a lot of protein and a lot of fiber. You have to look them up. They're delicious. Okay. Um, I love popcorn myself. Yeah. I can eat popcorn all day. Um, you know, I think Greek yogurt makes a great snack. I love fruit. Apple and peanut butter is like my all-time yes. favorite snack. Just the perfect yeah. combination. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big snacker, so I don't turn many snacks away. <laughs> but awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really enjoyed this. You're welcome. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. I love talking food and pregnant mamas. It's my favorite thing. All right, guys, that was a great chat. And it's super inspiring to know that it is possible to stay strictly diet controlled without the assistance of insulin or any kind of medication while eating as a vegetarian or a vegan on gestational diabetes. I know veganism in the gestational diabetic community, well, it might be more known than I know, but from what I see, there's not many vegans, but there are uh, plenty of vegetarians. And so I know that protein sources are always a, 
a concern in that community since we're supposed to be pairing our carbs with our protein because we're not supposed to eat naked carbs because the carbs are what raise our blood sugar significantly. I hope this episode was helpful to you guys. I will be sure to link Leslie's Instagram in the notes. And do me a favor, if you've listened to a few episodes and you found this helpful, please leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app that you're listening to. It boosts us in the, in the algorithm so that other moms can see this content and know that it's helpful too. All right, guys. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you next time.